Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. From our team to you, welcome to Season 2 of Convert Central. In Season 1, we've had the privilege of interviewing 15 converts across the months of Ramadan and Shawwal. This season, we have created a plethora of topics for every Muslim regardless of our background, our interests and our races. We pray that every podcast that we upload will be beneficial to you guys and meanwhile, enjoy listening to Season 2 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central on uh, our, the fourth episode of our Fundamentals to Faith. And today, Alhamdulillah, I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, Brother Dawood Bilal. And Alhamdulillah, you know, uh, I've, I've known Dawood uh, for, you know, I think almost two to three years uh, ever since I came into Islam. I think even before I became a Mu'alaf, I, I've, I've known Dawood on and off on Instagram and all and you know uh, he's one of probably one of the most interesting converts I've met thus far so uh, yeah it's, it's such a you know it's such a pleasure to have you on our podcast as with all our speakers today we're going to talk about uh, you know some aspects of fundamentals of being a convert or new Muslim coming uh, in Singapore but before that because uh, Brother Dawa has not been on our podcast before I'd like to get him to share about you know, just a snippet of his convert story to you know uh, bring us up to speed on how he's been dealing with his challenges and also some updates on his life so uh, please Tafadol Brother Dawa Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Uh, yes, mashallah. Thank you so much for your introduction. Um, yes, uh, my name is Dawa Bilal. Uh, my, my, that's my Muslim name. My Catholic name was David. So uh, I was Vikash uh, David. Uh, so I just changed David to Dawood. And Bilal came from a story when I was going through my test as a Muslim. Um, I was... I'm, I was Hindu. I, I, was, I was born Hindu. Uh, mm-hmm. And at, at 16, 17, I went to the Catholic faith. And uh, I became Muslim when I was 20, 22 or 23. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, around, around the age. Um, alhamdulillah, um, it's, been a, it's been a fruitful couple of years. Um, Allah's plans are always better than our dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, as, uh, when, I was, when I was finding... Actually, I was actually finding the truth about my life. And then it all started when I was playing soccer one day and I collapsed. And I was uh, I was diagnosed with cardiac arrest, so I thought I was I was gonna go that day. Uh, I thought I thought I was gonna die already. So from that day on, I woke up in the hospital and I asked myself, uh, if I die, if I like, uh, if I die today, where where would I go tomorrow? So that sparked everything. So um, yeah, I was in poly, and in my third year, I left poly. I think yeah, in my third year, I left poly to find out the meaning of life. So, I almost completed my diploma, but I didn't. Alhamdulillah. Uh, it was such a blessing. <coughs> yes. Um, yeah, so I went out to find the meaning of life. Um, I, was, I was seeking into all the different regions. So, I went to Buddhist temples. I went to Thousand Temples. I went to my own faith, which was Catholic back then. And I went to all the different different types of Christianity there was. They were Methodist, you name it. Um, yeah, and I always ask the question of... Um, a lot of questions where I asked the priest or um, like I went to Hindu temples also so I always ask the questions and what I realized is they always, they always give me based off their opinions and based off uh, what they have I mean I have I have, not, I have, I have nothing against other religions in fact because I've I've been through different types of religions so but the only thing that speaked out to me the worst spoke out to me the worst was um, the, um, the most was uh, when I asked about Islam and back then I really hated um Islam, uh, Islam, Nauzbillah. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't a, a fan of Islam because I just find it was a very restrictive religion, and I didn't like it at all. I didn't like the fact that oh, why 
why they must wear hijab and and uh and everything so islam was like a no no for me and um and throughout times when i was going through with learning about islam and then i realized oh you made more sense and more sense and like oh, okay and then i would just go ask a few ustads a few my friends and they always quote me off the quran and hadith so i was thinking why are these two books so every time i ask them a question they always base, base me off the two books that that um always had had the answers to all my questions so they got me more like interested into islam but i still didn't want to convert because i realized um no uh, islam is too restrictive in my perspective but and i find that oh there's there's always a lot of other things and it's so many times where i just realized like what's this whole um what's this whole uh, islamic uh, perspective why are they looking in that way so that when i think of my um mindset like that i realize i should put myself into a muslim shoes so that's when i started to learn more and more about islam and i started to compare religion so i was into um com- comparative religion so i went to learn about the bible so the main thing was i went to learn about the bible the, the vedas all the, the the books that uh which i bought and i went to research all about it. so yeah it took me about one and a half years three years uh i did i left everything basically just to find out about religion i left school uh i wasn't even working and i just woke up every day and then and then just just say one thing like god trimmed it away so at the end of it um yeah i um i just read a few surahs and those surahs like to me hit me the most cuz i was asking like god for me what's like what's this life all about mm-hmm. and yeah as i went deeper and then deeper and then i realized the more i felt with uh, islam was very uh, it, it felt perfect to me because it like god is merciful uh yet he seems scary a bit then like why is god so scary why oh why all, all the punishments but he's like he's like she's like punishing you and then yet he loves you so i realized that i mean like i realized that that's how like he needs to also push us in the right path and you, you need to have that 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 grounded religion for you to to be in a straight path so that's the interesting part about um islam and how it works So um yeah so I, I fell into deeper and then when I read um was this Al-Fatiha actually was enough mm-hmm. uh, but the one that really hit me the most was uh Al-Kafirun mm-hmm. Al-Kafirun was a uh, another one because my parents were non-muslim so mm-hmm. yeah and then just a, just a, a couple of surahs and then I was just like wow okay this you know Allah has shown me like he's opened up my heart into uh, a different way to how I see it somewhere right now yeah um and then I took my shahada uh after a while after like two, one hour to years and that was like the best feeling ever every every convert will will know that feeling of uh, your weight lifted off your shoulders i mean that's exactly how i it's a whole new, new life and yeah and there was other parts of time where i get i would get angry with allah say why am i going through all this and everything so then also allah talks about issues in the quran like you know we all be tested So and that's when I fell into more and like in love into the Quran and realized oh, wow okay so he's just talking through me through a, a book and it's it, it's amazing how Allah works in different ways to show you show you signs to show you this and that and that and that so yeah um from from that um yeah so after I converted and then things got from like the most mashallah state you went to yeah. the most um yeah. 
crazy thing where you have all the tests coming in but from perform uh, my parents were very against it mm-hmm. and it's there and there I had to hide it from them um, yeah actually I actually also put it in the car park because I couldn't bring it home so I call it the Al car park mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I mean I mean car park there's a lot of baraka eh? <laughs> yeah alhamdulillah <laughs> oh it's quite crazy yeah, I mean and all was just for the sake of love of Allah that's it lah. so I just went into it I mean Every every combo has their own story, so it's not about how 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 like how how well you do it or how how like oh yours is mashallah and mine is not. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like every every combo has to go through something. Uh, it may not be easy. And after combat, I was like you know very full on like mm-hmm. Islam comes to the point also that it can lead to riyah. So there are a lot of different different things that convert should like you know take note of. Mm-hmm. So they, they reach a point where we find that you know we we are just too much in, in indulge in Islam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Technically, that's how I got my idea, um, through, through falling on the floor and Mashallah. didn't think I'll ever, ever wake up again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, five, five years and it's been, uh, alhamdulillah, it's been, uh, uh, I would say it's a crazy five years of learning and learning more about Islam. I have still a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only touched the surface of it, but that's the beauty of it. So, and our marriage is a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, that's more or less about my story into Islam, actually. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. And, you know, uh, you know, when I was thinking about uh, our episode today, right, you know, you, you, were the, you, you were one of the first few that I thought about because I know you, unlike many converts who got brought into Islam, right, uh, you, were, you were a convert because I've heard your story before uh, in one of the sharings in Arkham, right? Uh, you, mm-hmm. you were one of the converts who ran towards Islam instead. You know, Allah gave you hidayah through the path of knowledge and you took it and you took step by step individually towards Islam and eventually you got hidayah. So, you know, when it comes to this, right, the, your experiences with Islamic organizations will be very different from those who... Uh, you know, get brought into Islam, you will seek them out actively. Like, you go to Arakam for classes, you go to other, other mosques for any classes they have in English and everything. So, alhamdulillah, we managed to get you on. Yeah, and, and you know, thank you for sharing your story. I think it's uh, very, very inspirational because many, many, many times people feel like, oh, um, if I have interest in something, uh, in a religion that is not my family's one or it's not taught to me, right, then, you know, I feel a bit weird, you know, and I'm not normal. But, you right. know, you know, for you, you you know your your life story has been uh you know has been to disprove that notion that it is something that is is radical or weird. You know, it's normal to question. It's normal to think. We were given the faculty to so you know, mashallah. You know, every time I listen to your story, I get reminded again. You know why it's so rewarding to be Muslims because we actually seek out and we question why we do certain things, and now we do things that we truly hundred percent believe in. So yeah. yeah, alhamdulillah, that will bring me to our content for today. And our content for today is uh, we are talking about Islamic landmarks of Singapore. So yeah. uh, the reason why we are focusing on Islamic landmarks of Singapore is because as a convert, when you come into Islam, right, there'll be so many organizations that are open to you, you know, and many that you know about, many you don't know about, many we don't understand. Like uh, for myself, I personally, I didn't understand what a madrasa was when I first came into Islam. Uh, you know, I always thought that... Uh, Every student went to a secular school, you know, a, a secondary school or JC. No one went to madrasas. I didn't know who went, who went to madrasas. I didn't know uh, about Jamia, Muhammadiyah till maybe late last year, you know. And But as a convert, you know, there are uh, resources and services provided by these organizations that will really aid our journey into Islam. So that's why uh, we hope that, you know, for every new Muslim, even not even just a born Muslim who's coming back to Islam, when they listen to this episode, they get a, just a very simple general overview on what these organizations do. So, right, right. yeah, I'm just going to share about um, 
the just a few uh, categories of organizations in Singapore. So uh, basically, Islamic organizations and uh, they are established in Singapore help Singaporean Muslims adapt to the fast-changing world. That's like the kind of uh, vision that they build themselves themselves upon. So firstly, and and you know, at the forefront of Islamic image, you have the mosque. So uh, the mosque, the masjids allow Muslims to, you know, just generally have a safe common space to practice their, their beliefs. People read Quran inside, people pray and everything. And, you know, examples of these places are just Masjid Sultan, Mutakin Mosque, Masjid Al-Hufran, Masjid Al-Fala, Masjid Ma'ruf. All parts of Singapore, they have many. It's, it's not difficult to find a mosque. You just have to pick a direction. You maybe walk to km you'll find a mosque, you know. So um, that's the first category. I, I'm sure everyone is pretty familiar on that. Uh, the second category of Islamic organization Singapore they are, they are like councils to provide guidance for our community. So one of these councils, you know, uh, who produces uh, religious guidance is called Mu'is. Uh, so Mu'is is the overarching one that uh, organization that controls most of the Islamic organizations in Singapore. Uh, they are they handle the halal certification in Singapore. Uh, other than that, they also handle zakat for Muslims, which is the obligatory two point five percent we have to pay if we uh, our wealth hits a certain amount. And also they handle Hajj. So they are like the they are like the one that handles mostly everything in 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 Singapore for Muslims. And if you are Muslim, uh, more often than not, we will be you know within the first year of being a Muslim, we will be introduced to to Mu'is already. So uh, the next Next one will be smaller organizations that are more specific to a particular demographic that still provide support to the community. So first one we've mentioned, uh, Brother Dawe has mentioned in his, uh, in his story, uh, Darul Akam. So Darul Akam is uh, here for convert. So if you are a convert and this is the first time you're thinking of Darul Akam, I don't know how that's possible, but uh, it's here for you. You know, it's a house of converts. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, other than Arakam, so the ones that uh, converts are less familiar with because normally they are based in Malay language, uh, Jamia, Muhammadiyah and Portugas. So they do about the same things as Arakam, but they do it at a bigger scale and for the Muslim community in Singapore. So other than that, uh, there are also smaller groups, but also very important, uh, groups like uh, Roses of Peace that uh, promote interfaith events. So these uh, groups are groups which you go to to learn about other religions as a Muslim. So lastly, uh, something that I was you know, extremely confused about when I first came into Islam is uh, madrasas. So basically, madrasas are, are schools for Muslim students to provide education, not just to the youth of the generation, uh, they go for a weekday school, but also to the people who are, you know, adult or even elderly. So they have weekend madrasas, weekend schools for Muslims, uh, which uh, they can take at, uh, weekly when they are working on weekdays. And uh, even at night, they have night madrasas, night classes in madrasas itself. So that wraps up for what uh, Singapore has uh, when, when it comes to our support for our community and this is where uh, the interesting part comes uh, where you get to listen to Brother Dawood's experience so <laughs> yeah so uh, the first question is you know do you have any experience working with any of the organizations or types of organizations that have been mentioned just now um, actually the, uh, I, I do know about all the, all the other organizations like Pergas uh, Jamia um, and Muhammadiyah uh, mm. um, yep. But the only problem I faced the whole time was because they all spoke Malay. Mm. And I cannot speak Malay. So when I first converted, I was like, whoa, I was like, okay, everyone's speaking Malay. I, I don't understand Malay. I don't know a single word. Mm. And that was the biggest problem. And that's why I didn't even touch going mm-hmm. through that. And whenever I was doing what the part the last time was of, of Paragas was because they only had all in Malay. But now, I'm, now I think they open up to English or so. Mm. So, but I think during like five, six years ago, I'm not sure whether they did all English. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember asking a lot about everything in, in it, was, it was always in Malay. So that's why the only place that I went to was Darul <laughs> Yeah, and um, 
yeah, so I do know about those, but I've never actually um, went forth and asked more things because I really could understand Malay. Mm. And I met, I met a lot of friends in, in Darawakam which spoke to me mostly in English. Mm. So that's why I just stick, just stick to Darawakam all the way and, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just went through to forth with the youth there. And you know, that brings us to our next point, right? Out of these all organizations that we've mentioned thus far, right? Uh, you know, Arakam is, the, I guess, the cornerstone when it comes to conversion matters. So any convert that doesn't know what they want uh, should go to Arakam because they, they have religious guidance for new converts. And I guess perhaps a starting point for converts should always be Arakam because they're English-based, right? So, but other than Arakam, do you feel like there are, more, there are other relevant organizations that a convert should be looking at? Uh, you know, as perhaps maybe six months in into conversion, you've been quite acquainted with Arkham and their operations. You you just want to broaden your horizon just by a little bit. What do you think is the next step for Muslim to look into? I went to Majid Haji Yusuf. Uh, there it was like when I was, I was like from A to Z all the way there. I'm still there today, alhamdulillah. Um, there, there was my first mosque that I entered and I also got married there. So it's like a very um, small mosque which has so much of Baraka in that mosque. Um, I don't know people people actually have not heard the mosque before so um Majid Haji Yusuf is the upper upper Serangoon. Ah, it's the one at Serangoon, yeah. Uh yeah. two stories mosque. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you have if you have time, please go there. There's like the the food where the hood at. It's very cozy mosque. Yeah, yeah, it's a very cozy mosque and I love small mosques like that. And I'm I'm there every Ramadan and we, we try our best to, you know, accommodate to everything. And, I mean mm. So from from then on, then I met all the people there in, in Haji Yusuf, and it was so supportive. And I went from a, a few classes there. Yeah, but it's it's always a um a moving forward kind of thing. Mm. So I guess the next step you can go is to more to more. So you can go, you can, you, you can you can move there. Uh, to which mosque you're comfortable at. I, I totally agree. Uh, you know, uh, f- for the first uh, period of your convert's life, you know, Arkham is the best place to be in. Uh, but, you know, of course, when Arkham comes into picture, they, they handle so many converts that sometimes it's hard to find a consistent yeah. community. So yeah. when you guys are ready, you know, uh, no harm going to a local mosque. Uh, you can find small ones. I think that's a very, very good suggestion by uh, Brother Wood. You know, find small ones. They'll be more than happy to take a convert in and, you know, uh, more than able to speak English in Singapore to, to help you. Lah. So, alhamdulillah, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, next, we are moving on to uh, another uh, something called fatwas that we mentioned just now. So, uh, just a quick recap, uh, Mu'is issues uh, fatwa uh, in Singapore. So what fatwas are, are like Islamic legal rulings that are similar to like civil law in our society for Muslims, of course. So in Singapore, uh, like mentioned, we have a local fatwa committee under Mu'is uh, that issues fatwa that is relevant to our society. It's called AMLA. Uh, and the thing about uh, fatwas uh, that is confusing for converts is that fatwas differ from uh, differ from country to country. So even though Singapore and Malaysia are very very near and uh, we don't really differ in that much, you know, like in in the geographical sense, uh, we actually have pretty different uh, fatwas. Uh, because uh, Malaysia is predominantly Muslim, so they behave differently in a, in in the cultural and also in a social context. Whereas in Singapore, we have uh, different uh, fatwas as as compared to Malaysia. So one uh, that was very very popular was that previously we were not able to donate our organs when it, uh, when it came to our death, you know. Uh, but you know, Singapore automatically enrolls um, people in our citizens in, except for Muslims for a point of time. But because of the fact that we are not enrolled into the don uh, uh, organs donation program we are also last in queue when it comes to priority for transplanted organs so uh, it was recently in in the, in, in the past uh, f- few years was recently uh, changed 
to the fact uh, to to you know introduce another fatwa another opinion that by the mufti of course uh, to say that okay we are able to donate our organs because of this urgency for our muslim community to get uh, you know donated organs when it comes to uh, healing the sick so this is just an example of how uh, fatwas can change from country to country and also from time to time so uh, of course we are recommended to follow fatwas that are made by communities in our local area and of course not to follow a fatwa that is far away from our country where uh, the decisions they make for their country for their context might not be relevant to what we are doing in Singapore. So yeah uh, just a quick one uh, you know I just wanted to ask brother Dawood if you you know state some local fatwas that you know and you know uh, do you know where we can find fatwas? I I believe that the the mufti has every right to 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 make all fatwas and 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 uh, and, and and everything. So, mm. uh, speaking about fatwas is a bit um, to me uh, way, way out of our league. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I I respect scholars. I respect mm. Ustad. I respect all those those above me. So when it, when it comes to fatwas, I'm I'm just uh, <laughs> kind of out of the picture because mm, I mm. I believe in in Singapore's uh, fatwas and I believe in. Mm. In how the scholars have come come about and they have made the the, the pattern and stuff. So, for this kind of questions, I I I think that I am not applicable mm. to mm. to answer anything about fatwas. So, yeah. So I'm kind of sorry that I cannot really. That's actually a pretty good answer. Uh, you know, a lot of our. A lot of you know habit in our community is to question the fatwa that was given by by our local community, right? Yeah. Whereas you know within the council itself, there are established scholars who have studied years and years and years yeah. and have came up with a you know a consensus, uh, you know among all the scholars and stuff. So you know the the, the mindset that you've mentioned is is something that we should aim to adopt even as converts. Sometimes we don't understand why there's a certain fatwa, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the thing, the key is trust. You know, we don't have exactly. to go into the specific dalil or proof of the of the fatwa, but read up or reading up on the fatwa just to know that we can apply it and we can trust the you know the 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 community that made it. That's the key to you know yeah. handling fatwas in 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 Singapore. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, exactly. that is actually exactly. an amazing answer. <laughs> I did not expect that. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Okay, and and, the, and our last point for the day is uh we are we are going back to Arkham, we're going back to homeland, right? So um. I just just wanted to share with all, everyone here, you know, uh, the kind of services that Arkham would uh, would uh, provide for converts if they ever need anything. So just four main points, um, you know, when it comes to Arkham for converts, especially troubled converts, is financial assistance. So any convert that has issues uh, with with any financial issues should go to Arkham first. This is where you will be most represented in Arkham. So secondly, other than uh, you know classes, there's also a bookstore in Arkham. Uh, they sell English books. Yeah, that is an important point. English books, and also they have a library in the third floor of Arkham. It's called Al Maurid. So, uh, any convert who wants to read is completely free of charge. Although you can't borrow them and bring them home, you can read it. Uh, in an air-conditioned library in Dar Arkham. So, other than you know, uh, knowledge. Book knowledge. Uh, I'm sure. I think I'm not sure if brother uh Dawood took his marriage guidance course in Arkham, but Arkham offers it in uh for any uh Muslim couples who wants to who plans to get married in the future. You guys have to go through this course, and Arkham is one of the organizations that offer this course uh in its uh premises. So notable classes in Arkham include uh knowing uh Islam session. I've attended one myself uh, before I was a Muslim. Uh, beginner's course on Islam is a 10-week program uh, introducing on anything about Islam and uh, there will be a certified uh, teacher there so you can blast any questions you want to the teacher that will be teaching the class. And also, like I mentioned, marriage guidance course. And uh, weekly classes, uh, these are uh, classes that will be going on and recycled perpetually. Uh, 
they include basics on Tawheed and Fiqh and uh, stories of the prophets and uh, Sira, which is the uh, history, the life of the prophet uh, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So yeah, that that is that basically covers what Arkham is. And uh, the last question of the day for Brother Dawood is that uh, you know. So far, five years in, what what services of, from Arkham have you benefited most from, and um, uh, you know how how do you think we can you know better capitalize on what we have as converts uh, in Singapore uh, with regards to what Arkham is offering us? So for for Arkham, I think the the most one is the uh, basic, which is the uh, oh my I I forgot the initials of it. The basic for Islam. Oh, uh, BCI is it? Uh, Beginners course on Islam. Yeah. So, so I mean that that just that one course. Uh, even if you're a born Muslim, I think it's a very good refresher course for 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 anyone who has done it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and also for, for prayers. So, there, there, this is the the brain class. The the classes that I actually benefited the most was actually the hadith class. Um, throughout, throughout, throughout the whole time I was in Darakam. but I was mostly when I after converted already, I was mostly into Yoda. So I was mm. helping out mostly. After I completed, so I mean, I I did go for classes here and there. Um, the best part of it is mostly free. So you know, in during the point time, I had a lot of financial issues. So yeah. I just went for all the free classes, which anything I could benefit from, and I can you know go for it. And I just went for it. So I'll just take my mm. time I could use the e-scooter. So <laughs> I would go all the way down from e-scooter, all the way from Hougang, go all the way to Pailewa and back just to to learn about. Uh, you know, and to me, that's that's that 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 is very very. To me, that was the best time of my life because mm. all, all of the market was just about him. I I think I think that was good. Like uh, I I I completely agree. You know, the gem of Arkham is that the kind of knowledge that they are giving for converts. Uh, it, it's extremely fundamental, and you won't find it anywhere in Singapore because most other places are focused on more advanced uh, knowledge. So mm. Arkham is the place to start. Like like truly, and the best thing about it is that they have classes for different uh, levels so whether you're a beginner you can go for your BCI if you are already t- if you have prior knowledge you can go for the Tawhid classes the 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 the, the classes and if you want a little bit more advanced you can go for your Sira classes stories of oh, the yes. prophets and yeah the fun- yes, one yes, time yes. of events yeah yeah and even yeah, after yeah. that you want to go for a certificate there's also uh, foundation Islamic studies in Arakam so like that's the beauty of it I feel like the entire spectrum is, is really very very comfortable for converts to progress on their own pace so that's something that uh, I, you, you really caught on your on your sharing and uh, I think that was good uh, one thing I forgot to mention was that Arkham also, also has uh, organizations and groups within their umbrella that uh, includes befrienders like what you mentioned Yoda and also uh, uh, groups like Project Reaching Out they were you know they, they go to low income families and help them out and uh, you know all converts are also recommended and encouraged and invited to join because uh, most of the clients under this uh, initiatives and groups and uh, mostly converts so you're, you're helping your own community uh, at the end yep. of it all yeah and Alhamdulillah I, I think that was uh, you know it's been a nice 30 minute sharing with you and, and I think uh, even I myself I've learned quite a bit from your sharing and I've not been personally involved in the Masjid group uh, I hope to be in the future it's very beneficial <laughs> Alhamdulillah I, I see your stories all the time on Instagram and I, I, feel, I feel like I want to be part of a, uh, you know Masjid group as well <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I also started from there uh, after I went to Darakam, so I was back and forth at Moss at Darakam. And then just Moss alone, I mean, just growing up in a Moss is a, it's a total different thing where when you start to volunteer in Moss, it's a, it's a very different feeling and it's, it's something that I've, I've learned so much, um, not based on Ilmu, but based on your adab, uh, based on how you build up your character as a Muslim and how you treat others and everything. And, and, that's, and that's how I 
I, I kind of build up. Alhamdulillah, and, and we should we should definitely have a you know more in depth conversation about this, and also you know for for yourself your your personal challenges. So, uh, but for now, uh, I would like to thank you so much for for you to take your time on a Friday evening to come on to our podcast and share your thoughts with us. Uh, I think you know this will be this this inshallah will be beneficial to the converts coming uh, to Islam who just have you know no idea how to navigate and make use of the services that that. Uh, here for them and uh, I hope that inshallah anyone that uh, you know hears this podcast and you guys have still have questions we'd love to answer them just have to uh, reach out to us on our Instagram uh, at Convert Central with any questions and if you are not able to answer them we'll refer them to stars and uh, you know if you guys are interested about joining a masjid group you, we can also refer you to Brother Dawood so at the end of the podcast I would like to give uh, Brother Dawood some airtime just about uh, a minute or so to you know uh, share about some of his projects that you know I, I'm sure you guys will be interested in so please uh, go ahead brother Dawood Alhamdulillah <laughs> uh, yeah um, my name is Dawood Bilal um, currently right now I am making tea so if you guys are interested to buy Indian tea uh, please go down to Instagram uh, I'm record Tea Adventures T-E-H Adventures so um, I just started this recently and uh, I find that Singapore needs like everyone needs to have more better tea, tea. <laughs> yeah, more Indian tea rather than the normal day tea tare, which I have nothing I have nothing against about. Just that yeah. I find that I find that Indian sh- I mean tea should be like Indian tea. It's a very different type of tea. Yeah. So if you guys are interested, uh, please head over down there. If we're still in the sample phase, we're gonna go to our launching very soon. Yes. So inshallah we will be the best uh masala tea in Singapore. <laughs> I, 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 I will keep that in my doors, man. <laughs> yeah so um yeah and i really respect you for doing uh and and, and all and everybody else who, has, who is part of converts um central to like you guys are just doing it something which i wanted to do like a long time ago but you guys took up the next level which i really, really appreciate I, I think every convert needs to go through this uh and to at least hear something or we like we feel lonely definitely at the first time of my journey i felt lonely and i felt like no one could uh go like no one could answer what i'm doing or like no one could actually, um, like, you, you can't have someone to talk to about these kind of things. So, yeah. what you guys are doing right now is actually, mashallah, it's just amazing. I hope Allah um, just like, elevate all this and get, get, get out somewhere. Not, maybe not, not even Singapore, maybe out over the world and people are hearing this. Inshallah, everyone will get inspired and, you know, become better Muslims. Um, we, are, we are just struggling day by day to become better and better. And, you know, when, when time comes, Allah will give you the best of the best. So, yeah, let's always pray for each other, inshallah, by the sisters. <laughs> I mean, I mean, alhamdulillah, and uh, really, really, once again, thank you so much for coming on with us. Anyone who wants to help a convert brother in need and taste his uh, tea, uh, inshallah, we will be uh, tagging him on our Instagram page as well. So do check uh, him out and uh, stay tuned for the next episode of Convert Central where we will be interviewing a European convert and also having him on another episode of Our Fundamentals to Faith. So for now, uh, once again, thank you so much, brother Dawood. It's, it was a pleasure, it was a blessing to be with you tonight. And uh, inshallah, we will end the it session. Was my of pleasure. Alhamdulillah. We'll end the session off with uh, Tasbih Kafara and Salatul Asr. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Shadu Allah ilaha ilanta. Astaghfiruka wa tubi ilaik. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wala asr. Innal insana lafi khus illa ladhina amanu wa aminu salihati wa tawasabil haqi wa tawasabil sabr. As always, see you guys next week. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.